0: You're listening to Once, Episode 90, Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome back to Once, the unofficial podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time, and we're brought to you in part by Simul TV. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And I'm Jenny. We have rewatched this episode. Welcome to Storybrooke. And I think it's still just as awesome as the first time. Pretty much. It is, I think, still up there. Maybe my favorite episode of the season. But... Well, I, I don't want to start with negativity, so I'll save this uh, feedback from someone else <laughs> until a little bit later. But someone else, some people I know didn't really like this episode. It will happen. Yeah, and that happens depending on you know what you're expecting from the show and what they give you from the show. If they're not giving you what you expect, then yeah, it can make sense that you won't like it. But we've got some awesome things to talk about and some great feedback that's come in to discuss this episode of Welcome to Storybrook. The show notes and links and images and stuff that we mention will be at oncepodcast.com/slash ninety if you want to check that out. And Jenny is doing a great job writing our show notes for us. So sometime when you go over there and you see the show notes, thank her for putting those in because I often don't have time. When you see the show notes say show notes coming soon, that means I didn't Remember to ask Jenny to do it, or it in some way <laughs> depended on me, and I haven't gotten around to it yet. So, if you see show notes on the full episodes, then thank Jenny for that. Gosh. And if you see something that says something like screenshot here, then blame me for that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote that.
0: <laughs> which I think there are still some. But anyway,
1: <laughs> what?
0: this episode of Once Upon a Time we mentioned in our initial reactions on sunday night which we do every sunday night 15 minutes after the episode airs for eastern and central time we mentioned in there a couple tron references the fact that uh, flynn is a name from tron mm-hmm. um and also it's
1: also from tangled
0: yeah <laughs> yeah tangled <laughs> reference true and the the 1983 the um the sign that said income on it but there was also another subtle tron reference that i didn't catch but the golden key pointed this out one of our listeners he said in the second movie tron legacy written by kitsis and horowitz the name of the actor who played young sam flynn was owen best Whoa. (laughs) As well, the storyline follows the same storyline as Tron in both movie and Once Upon a Time. Father is trapped within a world he doesn't belong, and his son is soon trapped as well, as he searches for his father. The only difference is that the movie is a digital universe versus storybook. How brilliant were Kitsis and Horowitz to bring Tron to Once Upon a Time and had it fit in so smoothly.
1: Yeah, but um, Gregory Mandel can leave whenever he wants.
0: Mm -hmm. He's not trapped. That we know, I don't think he's trapped. Think probably he's trapped not, it because have to be exact.
1: I think he could walk out anytime he wants to.
0: We've seen August come in and go out. Speaking like, of August. Yeah, Can't wait
1: to see him as a wooden boy.
0: Yeah, if if that's what he still is, <laughs> wooden which man, probably. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure we've got to see him, especially if he had any part in bringing Henry to Storybrooke, which we still have not seen that part. Henry's coming to Storybrooke happens 18 years after most of the events we see here.
2: Yeah. It I mean, it took like 18 years for her to end
0: up with Henry. Yeah. So, and um we how also many don't children did she scar in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> we also don't know where the book came from because there was nothing about the story bro- story book in this episode. Okay,
2: something I meant to check for as we rewatched but did not remember. Mm-hmm. Did we at any time in the past see the library clearly enough to see whether it was boarded up at the beginning of Storybrooke? It was. Because somebody referenced Regina having closed the library since the curse was broken. Oh, yeah. Not not closing it since the curse was broken, but they recently, even knowing that their memories were false, referenced her closing it. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I do remember that line. That was, uh, Mr. Gold had said that a couple episodes ago. But when you do look at the beginning of this episode, when... Um, I keep wanting to say Gregory, but when Owen and his dad, when Kurt and Owen walked down into the town of Storybrooke, the library is there, but it is also closed.
2: Because I guess I've always hoped that maybe there was a reason it had closed.
1: Mm-hmm. Now that I look at him, he kind of looks like the guy in Tron, like the older guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, there is that similarity too, which I think someone <clears throat> pointed out that... Um, kind of like uh, uh what was his name Kevin Flynn something Flynn but um yeah so the the library is boarded up but maybe I we theorized back then even was Storybrook a a town that was then occupied or was it the town was created by the curse? Oh, right. or, the well, yes, that's that. pretty clear. Well, it was
1: <laughs> the town that was created by the cl- the, yeah. the, clurs, the curse. The <laughs> curse.
0: Well, we, yeah, we definitely know that now yeah. because of what we saw and heard. Yeah, I like that they added that sound as it just
1: plop. <laughs> yeah, it gives
0: the impression of a town did just get dropped on them, like the dad said. So let's start our discussion focusing on 1983 storybook. In the official podcast, they brought out a really cool point about um, adding the actual date to this, 1983, and in a little bit um, from this 1983 bit, we see a newspaper that does have a date on it from the Storybrooke um, Mirror, Daily Mirror. <laughs> it has the date October 11th, 1983. The uh, the producers, Kitsis and Horowitz, said that's exactly 28 years before once Upon a Time, the TV show started, which started on Emma's birthday, mm-hmm. October 23rd, 2011. Right. So they are using absolute dates with that. And so it was great to see that, that they didn't just say 28 years ago, but that, uh, that they do assign it a specific day date. And then we can start making sense of all of these certain cultural references from the 80s and certain things that we saw. Right.
1: You pointed out something kind of cool. About the first time we saw Mary Margaret.
0: Yeah, there was just a minor continuity error in this that um, Mary Margaret had earrings in this episode when she was in the school classroom, but the clip that they pulled from the pilot, she was not wearing earrings. Oh. But I did go back and rewatch parts of the pilot and parts of the second episode. Al- um, uh, the thing you m- love most because th- both of those show Storybrooke the first day and second day that Emma's there. And uh, I didn't see as many repeated things as I expected to see. Like I was wondering, was Marco working on that sign? No, he wasn't. But that sign was still there when Emma was there. Was there right.
1: a ladder there?
0: No, no louder ladder. But we saw that sign the day after Emma decided to stay.
1: So the clock had already turned?
0: Yeah, the clock had already turned. So the stopped stop sto-
1: working on the sign.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the clock started turning when Emma decided to stay, right. which was her second night in Storybrooke, because her first night was when she dropped Henry off, um, had some liquor or some kind of alcohol with Regina, and then tried to drive out of Storybrooke, saw the wolf in the road, went off the road. Sheriff said that she was drunk, put her in jail, spent the night in jail. So... It was her second night. So yeah. that's why I think we're not seeing all of these same exact things, but certain correlations, like the first night that Emma went to check in at the bed and breakfast, Granny and Ruby are fighting mm-hmm. about Ruby having spent all night out the night before. Yeah. And in this episode in 1983, we see Ruby and Granny fighting about Ruby hates the early morning shifts. And Granny had said something implying, well, if you weren't out all night. Mm-hmm. So it's very similar. And that pattern continues. So many things. And I, I really like this because even the actors realize the cast have to go back to their their early cursed selves, kind of. right. And I think they did a great job. And certain things like that are carried and connected so well to what we saw in the early days before the curse was broken.
1: Talking about how Mary Margaret's earrings weren't in the pilot episode but in this episode i also noticed that her hair and makeup's just slightly different
0: yeah that uh, you as a lady would notice that to me i thought eh, looks the same <laughs> <laughs> well she looked very different in the pilot from she even did. the rest of season one yeah. Yeah. so
2: she did. i'm impressed that they even tried to match <laughs> how she looked back then
1: yeah she looked very plain back then very plain
0: but they did put her in the same outfit and she was mm-hmm. wearing the same necklace yeah everything and teaching the same lesson which was just a repeat from the pilot episode and the bird they
2: made the bird look
0: so much like yeah, the bird's in the pilot. hair and makeup just looked
1: <laughs> flawless <laughs>
0: so kurt and owen flynn were out camping and they decided to camp in the boonies out from yeah. basically in the middle of nowhere.
2: I love camping, but there's so much that can go wrong. Now I have to worry about a town being dropped
0: on me. <laughs> and a big curse coming. The crazy mayor lady. <laughs> Graham later said that they were camping by the toll bridge. So they were...
3: In
1: and, the yeah, story yeah, of line.
0: Jeremy, did you point that out in the initial reactions? Not necessarily, okay. but we assumed that they had to have been within the town line. Yeah, I, kn- I know you'd said that, but I couldn't remember if... Uh, any of us had pointed that out, that they were right by the toll bridge. Um, so, yeah, definitely in it. And the cars in this were all older model cars, mm-hmm. 80s cars. But in modern day Storybrooke, they're more current cars. I'm like, still confused about how this works. Like, yeah. Yeah. My thought, I mean, because even especially if you look at the sheriff's car, in this, 1983, it was one of those blocky kind of cars from like the TV show Chips or something. Right. One of those old 80s cars that was very blocky. You can make it out of Legos very easily. No curved parts. Mm, that's what it was actually made out of. In, <laughs> but in the pilot episode of Once Upon a Time, the sheriff and the preceding episodes, or the, the episodes around it, the sheriff's vehicle was a more modern Ford Vehicle that's commonly used for shared vehicles, but it's definitely more modern, more current, uh, like 2000s model of something. So my theory on that is maybe if Storybrook has actually been resetting, pretty much resetting every single day, then maybe each time it resets, certain things are updated a little bit. So in a few years next time someone wakes up even though storybook is the same it's now people have newer cars at some point they have computers and at some point they've got cell phones
2: right and how does that even work yeah how does that work if people can't come to the town
0: it's part of the curse i mean how did everything get in the curse how did everything normal get to the town in the first place anyway
2: so regina's eyes snap open in the morning and today some people have cell phones because they exist in the world yeah
0: i I know kind of crazy theory but that's my explanation
3: it's magic Uh
0: (laughs) yeah
1: that's how it's explained it's magic
0: people said that and we brought this up
2: probably before but regina's clothes did not look 80s to me right yeah which was interesting and a question i have about this whole thing
0: Mm -hmm.
2: she supposedly didn't have any false memories but she must have been given some knowledge. She knew Doctor Hopper's name. She put on her clothes correctly. <laughs> I mean, these are not the types of clothes that they wore in their land. She knew, like she was. She just seemed familiar with the society. Yeah. In the same way that people with false memories. Well, were. Well, maybe
1: she had. Maybe she. Maybe um, since everybody else, like, they're. Their fake memories included knowing how to to put clothes on that are modern, (laughs) (laughs) that are familiar with everything like that. Maybe she just had that as well, as well as her real memories. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she was just familiar with both.
0: It makes sense. I think that ties into one of the next things that happened was when Owen and Kurt were in the diner.
1: Hmm.
0: Regina came in and looked at Owen and said, you're in my seat. I always sit there. Yeah. Well.
1: She hasn't been sitting there for very long. We've only, in only last seen her days. in <laughs> the last,
0: well, yeah, that was the day, the next day. So this is just one day later. So she's always sitting in the seat, yeah. meaning just for one day, unless she <laughs> does have some kind of memories.
1: You know, it didn't really take that long for her to get bored. No. Just like three days for her to get bored of her. Curse. Yeah, three or four days. Yeah. I want to go back to the hospital scene when uh, Mary Margaret's bringing John Doe flowers.
3: <laughs> John she Doe. She
1: brings him white flowers in a red vase. Both times we see her <laughs> bring flowers. And maybe that's kind of something in the back of her head tells her that she likes white flowers. Oh, no, I thought it was different the next time. Her, no, no, they were, hmm. they were white flowers, but they were different. The first time it was small white flowers, and the second time it looked like a tulip. But remember her uh, snowdrop flower that her mother liked and she liked? Maybe that's in the back of her head, Hmm. and she just Hmm. came liking that kind of flower. I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, it's always seemed like there have been certain things in people's minds that when they said them or when they encountered them, that gave them a slight um, remembrance of things like in that teaching scene with Mary Margaret in the pilot episode, they cut it a little bit short in this, but in the pilot episode, when she said um, something about they will always find their home or uh, something like that, the camera paused on her a little bit longer and it looked like she was had a slight connection. And I think all of the characters have those slight connection things
2: yeah <laughs> regina i always imagined regina having a hard time getting used to not acting like her evil queen self <laughs> it wasn't as much as i would have thought but her do you know what happens when i'm what does she say
1: when i'm going, <laughs> when i feel surprises. when i
0: threatened yeah threatened.
1: I feel like, bad threaten me.
3: which
0: i i have
1: <laughs>
3: oh,
0: bad I, bad i've got the yeah. <laughs> I've got the clip, because this also ties into um, some of those things are very similar to early episodes, but here it is.
1: Do you know what happens when I feel threatened? Bad things. She's so good at that. (laughs) That, She's so
2: good. She's so good at bad things. She's
1: she's good at (laughs) at being, like, different. You know, she's good at being the evil queen, Mm -hmm. but on the other flip side, she's good at being Regina. And that, I love because I, it feels like they they both kind of became one in that moment. She is. Both. She was the queen in that moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, it's amusing. She's talented.
0: The way she said that reminded me a lot of the second episode, the thing yeah. you love most when she was talking with Sydney. You remember mm-hmm. that line, Gerald? Yep. What what did he say? Or I she can't said.
2: remember if she said. Do
1: you know what, what? I do with yeah. things? Wait.
0: That that's yeah, with, where I was thinking up useless with yeah things I with something like something like, it, it, like some, that yeah
1: i throw you know, them away I mean, do you have no value <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. so that was one of the things like i said very similar like what we're seeing here is so similar personality wise the things they're saying to what we see right after emma arrives in storybook. and storybook i love how they've tied that together so well here a season and a half later who
1: wrote this episode
0: uh, I don't know. Someone amazing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kitsis and Horowitz wrote this one. Mm. That would make a lot of sense. This is a
1: winner. It's yeah. good.
0: They'd hinted at this before, especially at Paley Fest. They hinted that we would be seeing the beginnings of Storybrooke. But I actually got the impression, a slightly different impression of what would happen during the first days, because um, I I thought maybe everyone would come over and they wouldn't completely be cursed i thought i think we might have theorized about this before that everyone comes to storybook but they still remember partially and so there's some kind of fight regina closes the library and then yeah. the curse like finally settles in
2: yeah that's kind of what i thought that maybe she was going to find that books were dangerous to the curse or something and so she closes the library and eventually a book is kind of her undoing mm-hmm.
0: You know, the first time that Regina woke up in 1983 as well, she said this.
1: I did it. I won. And she was, (laughs) I commented on this. Whenever we're watching the episode, she woke up and she, her her face was all made up. Like any time she woke up, her face looked fabulous. Like she had lipstick on, eye makeup. I just thought it was amusing. I love you know catching little things like that. It's magic. It's magic. And, and her line,
0: her line about I won. Uh, There have been several times that referring to I won or I lost, like even in her nightmare that she had in Mm -hmm. the episode, An Apple Red is Blood, which is the second to last episode of season one. In that nightmare, when she was tied to the tree, she said, I just wanted to win for once. Mm -hmm. And there was another time in this episode that she said something about, um, I just want us to be happy. That was near the end of the episode when Owen was leaving. And there's there have been other times too that she has said, I just want to be happy. She said that to her father just before she ripped his heart out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there are so many connections with past episodes in this. So that's what I've got even And more she of made these apple turnovers in this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. But they I'm weren't poisoned. poisonous. <laughs> she also made lasagna. Yeah. But I think she didn't perfect her recipe yet. <laughs> In fact, we got that as uh, a feedback from someone. We got this email from Once Wizard said, Did Owen make Regina want to work on her cooking? Sometime (laughs) in season one, toward the end, Regina says she makes one heck of a lasagna. And her secret recipe, which she must have figured out at some point, includes red pepper flakes. (laughs) Gives it some kick.
2: (laughs) True. So I guess if you have 28 years and the only thing you really like to make are lasagna... Mm -hmm. And apple turnovers. Yeah,
1: she said, I'm not much of a cook unless it involves apples. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and she tried to seduce David with her lasagna. She brought lasagna to the Welcome Home Mary Margaret party. She
1: just loves lasagna. It's <laughs> her favorite thing to make.
0: Lasagna so red as blood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> blood yeah. That doesn't That'll quite work out. That'll be the April Fool's Here's no episode. White. Eat this lasagna. <laughs> it will make you sleep forever.
0: Fractured fairy tale. <laughs> when when regina was taking mary margaret to different places in town like first well not different places but first uh, regina asked mary margaret how long have you been a teacher and mary margaret said as long as i can remember and we talked about that in season one we said how many times and we counted several times that people use the phrase as long as anyone can remember as long Mm -hmm. as i can remember and uh, it was cool to see that again in this Mm -hmm. episode And so in our initial reactions, I theorized that maybe Regina set some kind of pattern of events by bringing Snow or bringing Mary Margaret to the hospital, and at some point Snow was inspired to become a volunteer. But the very second day that Regina took Mary Margaret to the hospital to see David, when when Regina was standing outside the room with that huge grin on her face mary mm-hmm. margaret was wearing a badge that said volunteer mm-hmm. yeah so i
2: don't think she necessarily had to take her anymore right she just went to watch
0: yeah yeah which we only see happen three times the first time the second time and regina is so happy apparently and then third got time, old yeah third time <laughs> regina looks like she's just like yeah. eh, this is getting boring it's not as good as i thought it would be yeah and kitsis and horowitz said in the official podcast that That's one of the things that they wanted to bring out in this is that revenge isn't quite what people think it would be. And that's what Regina is discovering. It's not as sweet as she thought it would be.
1: Stephanie in the chat room is saying it's because they weren't fighting back. Mm -hmm. So it was boring to her.
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) true. Aren't you going to fight
1: back? Why would I do that? (laughs) (laughs) I love the
0: way she delivers lines.
1: (laughs) I know. She's great.
0: In the diner, the storybook daily mirror which i think was the first scene in the diner the uh, a couple interesting things so we have the date on it but also one of the headlines that main headline is about <laughs> reagan but the second headline is shelter dog adopted by the couple that stole him
3: i know <laughs> oh <my> gosh
0: what <laughs> Yeah, we'll have a screenshot of that in the show notes i tried reading the articles on it nothing okay. all that interesting in the articles but it does have that absolute date on there, October 23rd, 1983.
2: And of course, they were all attributed to mirror staff rather yeah. than an author like Sidney Glass.
0: Which surprised me because there have been times that we've seen the newspaper and it said Sidney Glass.
2: Yeah, but we don't know what the full history of Storybrooke is yet, so why commit? Well, yeah, <laughs> That's my thought on it.
0: But it, he was around at this time. He we was. Assume. Yeah.
2: But, you know, if they want to tell a story and certain things have to be worked around, like actor availability, they may want to keep certain options open, especially since we scrutinized earlier newspapers so closely Mm -hmm. and decided the dates were wrong.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they put that one there for us. Yeah. That's just for us.
2: Like, you're not getting nothing.
0: When Owen was in Regina's chair, as soon as they got up, did you notice Regina slid over back into her chair? Did she? Yeah. As soon as they got up I and started notice. walking out. But he came back and he gave her the little twisty thing. Jenny, do you know what those are called?
1: I think they're lanyards. Yeah.
0: Okay. I thought maybe there was a different name made with that kind of rubbery ribbon sort of thing. I had one red and green, <laughs> just like Luke Invaders back- sabers. I yep.
2: think my dad made it. They're,
1: they're lanyards. <laughs> I think. No,
0: wait. Uh,
1: yes, no, yes, no, yes. Hang when on. You're Hang on. Go around the neck. <laughs> I will. are.
0: No,
2: okay. well, that's what, how we use the well, word well, now. D-
0: Here's a crazy theory I had. Looking at this episode, looking at Regina and Owen, first of all, do you think Regina still has that little gift that he gave her? The red and green twisty thing?
1: I wouldn't be surprised. Probably. I that thought was she the- was
2: looking for it. But turned out, no.
1: She was looking for a spell. Oh, I will talk about that when we get there. I have questions.
0: Okay. Second theory about the little thing while we're still in 1983. Well, if she still has that thing, do you think (laughs) they have some kind of connection? And when Greg is now in Storybrooke, he's about the same age as Regina. Oh, no. Do you foresee or could you foresee? That would be sick. A kind of romantic No, that would be sick. Not them. in any way.
2: How could that possibly?
1: That would be sick.
2: That would be. <laughs> <laughs> she, um. The chat room is going crazy right now. She stole his father. Yeah. Who yeah. is either now in his. <laughs>
1: escape! You murdered my father. I love you. <laughs> I
2: mean, he's either.
1: Yeah, we don't know like, where he is.
2: In his 60s or he's yet another parent the same age as his
1: child, I depending
0: you. on... I'm
1: wanting to think that one, because time was standing still.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, so let's talk about that. Um, do you think he aged or not? I, I don't think he did. Henry did. did. Mm-hmm. Huh. Henry was brought in, but...
1: <sighs> wait, 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 wait. Henry was brought in. Yeah. These people were just already in.
0: When the curse when came. When the curse
1: came. So yeah. I think...
0: But they
2: didn't get false memories. I really
1: think they didn't age. They didn't
2: get false memories and they were able to cross the town border. So they weren't cursed.
1: Yeah, but Regina hasn't aged.
2: Well,
0: yeah, Owen was Mm. able to cross the town border.
1: Yeah, he was. Because they weren't Mm. cursed.
0: But Kurt hasn't. We haven't seen him cross the town border.
1: So where's Kurt? (laughs) Where's (laughs) Pinocchio? Who else are we looking for? (laughs) <laughs>
0: but it, it cinderella but we won't mention that <laughs> it could be possible that maybe kurt is still in the basement maybe he's still alive and maybe he hasn't aged yeah i don't know All right, we got this suggestion in from uh also from one wizard he said greg vowed to find his dad since kurt was supposedly in Storybrook for the entire time would he have aged or not? He was within the town limits, but he wasn't somebody affected by the curse. If he did age, you would have to think he is somewhere around Marco or Geppetto's age. Yeah, I'd say that's an accurate um, estimation there. And the only place I can imagine where Kurt is is in the insane, ins- insane asylum in the hospital. That's
1: really unfortunate, you know? Like, he's a victim. Mm-hmm. Why Why would she keep him? Yeah. Why? She sees a sick woman. Mm-hmm. That's all she Why would she do that? (laughs)
2: Because she's a sick woman,
1: (laughs) Uh, and she
0: she does. Yeah.
1: I hope we'll see her uh, him. I hope. I really hope we'll see him again because that's that's kind of. Yeah, we have to. I think it would be
2: kind of sad to not see him again. All things considered, looking (laughs) for
1: him, and they brought it up. Why would they just leave us hanging like that? They brought it up. they, yes, did. they
2: did. They brought it up they brought very it up. epically. They did. <sighs> Where is he? Excitingly,
0: anyway.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a nice guy from New Jersey. Land of the boss. <laughs> Home of the no, boss.
0: I, I need to correct. In the initial reactions <laughs> podcast, I said something about um, Regina apologized the first time she bumped into Mary Margaret. No, she and didn't. Then, yeah, that, I was wrong about that. It was... Mary Margaret apologized each time. It was the second time that we saw, or on the third day, that Regina was like, well, you should be sorry. Aren't you going to fight back? That happened on the third or fourth day.
2: Just like everything else. First, she enjoyed it, and then she was like, really? Do something. Be real.
0: (laughs) Be you. It's so much like Groundhog Day. The day (laughs) just keeps repeating, repeating, and repeating, and the main guy in it, um, Phil, just starts taking advantage of these things, and like then he's almost like a prophet that he knows exactly what's gonna happen and stuff it's it's a It's a fun movie, crazy movie too. We should watch it sometime we
1: should movie night <laughs> yeah, I
2: thought it was funny that Regina went and talked to gold, even though, and she kept talking to him mm-hmm. yeah. even when she could tell that no, it really worked on him too. he doesn't remember she just keeps talking to because him
1: because they're friends, sort of
2: she tells him. <laughs>
1: This is all fake.
0: <laughs> and he's just like, oh. Yeah, Gold's shop um, had the genie's lamp in it. It had baby Emma's mobile. And it also had Geppetto's puppet parents. Oh, gosh. Still. I was looking around for anything else we might have seen before, recognized like the teacup or the windmill, especially. I was looking around for the windmill that um, hypnotized David, but couldn't find that anywhere in there. But Gold moves things around his his shop, so that's that's fine. That wasn't in there. We could see.
2: I thought that was very well written and played because he wasn't stupid like he could have been. Mm-hmm. He was still him as much as he could be, but clearly being prevented from having any knowledge mm-hmm. of what she was talking about.
1: Jamon in the chat room is saying it must have been really isolating to be the only one to remember Virginia.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's Jefferson, but yeah. she wasn't really on good terms with uh, him. If Jefferson. we still
2: oh, yeah. interpret.
0: <laughs> that that way. Yeah, or well, he's trapped in his house. But there in Gold's shop, Regina says something that's really a philosophical even theological uh statement.
1: Everyone in this town does exactly what I want them to. <laughs> that's a problem. Well, they do it because they have to, not because they want to. It's not real. <laughs> She's such a woman. <laughs> Every woman, every woman says that at some point in their lives. <laughs> I want you to do it because you want to, not because you have to.
0: <laughs> well, even the, the theological side of this is, uh, and I'm not going to cram Christianity down anyone's throat or anything, but uh, a lot of people will ask why. If if you believe God created, then why did he let us have free will if he knew we were going to disobey him? Why didn't he just make us to do the right thing all the time or make us to obey him all the time? It's the same thing like Emma, or like Regina said, <laughs> is that obedience, forced obedience isn't rewarding at all. Forced love, forced relationship isn't rewarding at all. Regina wants the people to obey because they want to, not because they're being forced to, same way with on the theological side of things. So uh, I, I really like that they brought that out and how that, what a struggle that must be for her because 18 years of this Solitude. Until, and, and, until something changes that we know of, yeah, and that being Henry, there might be something else that changes along the way, but 18 years of this.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I I would not be surprised to find out that at some point, Regina took at least one vacation from Storybrooke.
0: Maybe she can leave, but not take her magic with her.
2: Right. So maybe she, well, she didn't have magic. Magic was not
0: in Storybrooke. She has right. magical oh, items, yeah, but she right. cannot do things, presumably. Right. That's Right. By the way, um, in our chat room, Phoenix815 said that this episode was written by Ian Goldberg and Andrew Chambliss. Chambliss. Hmm. So thanks for finding that out. You know what? I didn't see that.
1: This is making me wonder how Henry came to Mm -hmm. Storybrooke. How did he come? Because they couldn't have contact with the outside world because the outside world didn't know they existed. Yeah. And gold couldn't leave even though he said he procured henry for her so did she leave she's the only one who could have left maybe possibly Mm. um i don't know august could have
2: been involved
1: yeah but he wasn't
2: except he was kind of not the
0: most attentive i think the two plausible explanations and both i think have equal weight in theory are Either Regina left to get Henry, mm-hmm. like Gold found him and Regina left to pick him up, or August brought him and August kind of weaved it together so that Henry would be brought to Storybrooke
1: yeah. or, and be placed. Yeah, and, that could work too. Or he could have come and put the idea in Regina's head. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you want a son? And maybe he like played that whole thing, that uh, the same thing that... Um, Owen. Owen played, and he was like, why aren't you a mom? You'd be so good at it. Can I go get you a son? <laughs> That's what August would say. Yeah, and, Different. and we had some of these same
0: theories uh, also in the episode Tallahassee when we saw that August um, stopped Emma from, or stopped Neil from being around Emma back then. But yeah. Obie's girl even suggested that maybe the reason it took Regina so long to adopt someone, 18 years, is because Storybrooke doesn't exist to the outside world. You know, in the description for Once Upon a Time, their revised Season 2 description for the show, it says, Storybrooke is a town you won't find on any maps or any GPS. Right. Now we know, wow, that's actually true.
2: I wonder what yeah. would have
1: happened if Owen had started walking down the road.
2: What I want to know. yeah, Because
1: You're we t- we saw him... You're we are talking about what it at the saw. end of the episode. Yeah, we saw what he hmm. saw. He was seeing through Storybrooke. So I wonder I wonder if Storybrooke is somehow like like two parts of a road were split and Storybrook was plopped between like like two parts of a road were pushed apart and Owen was just seeing the roads together like they've always been.
2: Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Possible, hmm. awesome, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what exactly happens if someone does go down the road. Like you said, do they feel
1: all tingly when they go down the road? Uh, Do they just,
2: like everybody else, doesn't think to leave? Do they not think to go any further?
0: Do they? Do people just turn around for some reason and leave? Or it's just the thing that, like, they stopped the police officers. So we're jumping to the end of the episode. That the police officers stopped right at the town border, and they said, "There's nothing here. There's no town here. There is no such place Mm -hmm. as Storybrooke, Maine." So they're believing it, but yeah, what happens? If they would have crossed that line, would they have seen Storybrooke? Would they have gone through the barrier and been in Storybrooke seeing the sun and all of that?
2: That's yep. a good Especially because, and you say they're different all you want, but somehow Henry got there. Mm. Then he left, and he brought Emma there, and she was able to drive right in. Yeah. Yes, she has magic. Maybe that's why. And, Maybe they're
0: special. And both August and Neil are fairy tale Land characters. They were born in Fairytale Land. Yeah, but how yeah. would they
1: know where the land? Is? Well, how would they know where Storybrooke is?
0: Well, Neil came with everyone else. August.
1: How would he? August
0: known? popped up mean, right Neil outside of Storybrooke. Else. Neil did. Well, know. Neil. Uh, by I mean, I mean, he came with Emma and. Oh Gold, yeah, but from that was.
1: He popped. He popped through the tree, outside <laughs> of Storybrook. but he didn't. Know, August did. Yeah, he didn't know. Where Storybrooke was, he didn't know existed Right at that point.
2: He never, didn't he say he'd never been there before?
0: Well, no, he said, I didn't say that. Okay. Emma said to him in the episode 715 AM, Emma said to him, so you've been here before? When he said, I find this place inspirational for writing. Hmm. Emma said, so you've been here before? And his response was, I didn't say that. So he neither confirmed nor denied yeah. that he'd ever been here before. True. <sighs> so, so Owen was really this one that kind of gave or planted that idea in Regina's mind Give to have a son. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and yeah, that question though of why isn't she a mom? That's a good question. And
1: because we've never thought of that before. Well, because she was married
0: from from the side, we've kind of considered pregnancies in Storybrook. Cinderella or Ashley Boyd in Storybrooke. She was pregnant when the curse hit. She was still pregnant when Emma came to Storybrook twenty eight mm-hmm. years later. Yeah. So she was pregnant for twenty eight years. So most likely there was something that prevented anyone from getting pregnant and anyone yeah. new being born.
1: I think that is
0: mm-hmm. Because, yeah,
2: could never, nothing was changing. Nothing was
1: changing. Nothing was, nobody was growing. Mm -hmm. Nobody was getting older.
0: Yeah. And in our chat room, Alias points out, not just pregnant, but nine months pregnant (laughs) for 28 years. (laughs) By the way, we mentioned the chat room. Uh, We do our podcast live on Wednesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's during the season two airing. We might change that schedule up during summer. Well, we will change it during summer, and we may change that during Season 3 as well. But you can join us at oncepodcast.com slash live on Wednesdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus 4. Or Sunday nights, we have our live chat room during the episode of Once Upon a Time for Eastern and Central Time. That starts at 8 o'clock. And then stick around 15 minutes after the episode airs and we do our live initial reactions. So 9.15 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, GMT-4 at onespodcast.com slash live. We'd love for you to join us. It's really fun. We get a lot of people showing up for the live podcast and chatting in the chat room. So it's a lot of fun. And we'd love to have you there too with us. Do you think, well, we saw Regina use Graham's heart in this episode and very intentionally use it it was right there in her desk the mayor's office do you think she's used it more after this like she used to use looking back now like over the past 28 years air quotes there 28 years of storybook do you think that maybe regina used the heart more often and then eventually something happened that she decided to put it in her vault
2: oh Mm. i don't know i just can't figure out
0: Well, she might have put it
2: there when Emma came to town, but I can't figure out why she didn't just command Graham to do more things after Emma came to town, unless she couldn't.
0: Yeah. Or just didn't think of it, necessarily.
2: No, she'd think of it, but the curse was weakening, so maybe other things were too. I don't really know, because it still killed him, but... Yeah,
0: true. True.
2: Yeah, I just don't know why she didn't just say, um... Arrest Emma, whether it makes sense to you or not. Don't make her deputy. Kick her out of town. (laughs) It's not in your budget.
1: Fire Emma. This is not
2: working. (laughs) Kill Emma. Uh, Well, she knew she couldn't kill Emma, but everything else she could have commanded Graham to do, I would think. They talk about it during the town
0: hall meetings. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A slight slight connection here. You kind of mentioned, alluded to, Jeremy. Uh, She ordered Sheriff Graham to go arrest Kurt Flynn for drunk driving, bring him back.
1: Which was really awkward. It was really awkward. What was
0: Sheriff Graham
1: like? Oh,
0: what did (laughs) Sheriff Graham arrest Emma for the first time she tried to leave?
1: Ah, drunk driving. Yeah,
0: or accuse her of drunk driving. She hit the sign, wrecked. Yeah, Um, yeah. But that wasn't at Regina's direction. Regina yeah, did right. not want Emma to stay. Right?
1: I Maybe mean, he was still in the, the loop, you know. This <laughs> yeah. is what I do. I arrest people for drunk driving because <laughs> what I do. When they try to leave. that's, that's what, yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: Bad things happen it's programmed usually involving into Graham. Re- <laughs> yeah, I had the same reaction to that. I was like, how does Regina even know what drunk driving is? And how did Graham know to come to her office? How did he just like start homing magic. in? Magic. Yeah, but magic, no worky there i mean well, just apparently, his heart. It, apparently his, it did kind of his heart's already enchanted yeah i just didn't know how he knew to come to her office mm. it was weird i thought because she told him where to go it was magic yeah it was magic just <laughs> but
1: excuse it that's, that's the answer and say it's magic <laughs> pushing
2: right. him down on her desk and saying i'm
0: arresting you for drunk
2: driving was pretty amazing <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah like he just did whatever she said
0: yeah. That was great. And you say you're not, you've not been drinking, but at the
2: same yeah, at the same time, he
0: was lucid enough to hear the story and say, "You sound drunk." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is cool to show that while Regina can control some people, they still have somewhat of free will. He said, "What well, was
2: that?" After his heart hurt him, but yeah. presumably with everything being so hazy, he'd forget by the next day that anything oh, happened.
0: Yeah, yeah because everyone's memories are resetting or else Geppetto wouldn't keep fixing the sign. Granny and Ruby wouldn't keep having the same fight. Or at least all of that. they are aware that
2: it happens sort of,
0: but they don't think it's
2: weird.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Cause you would normally think it's weird if you couldn't
0: remember when you started working somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the chase scene was really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Owen's license weird. plate, by the way, was AFTJ. 398 from New Jersey. I'll get an APB out right away. (laughs) (laughs) Arrest them for drunk driving. Yes. Before we go on, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Simul TV. Check them out at oncepodcast.com slash s i m u l t v. We really could not do this podcast without their support and also your support who donate to this uh, podcast. But please, if you're not able to donate, definitely, even if you do donate, please check out our sponsor, over at onespodcast.com slash simultv because this is an awesome service that allows you to simultaneously watch television shows, movies, sports, and other entertainment at the same time as anyone else in the world. All that you need, all that they need, is a device with an internet connection and a browser. Now, if you have a webcam or something like that connected to your smart TV, tablet, uh, iPad, iPhone, computer, anything like that, then you can also get this awesome picture-in-picture so you can be watching other people watching the show with you. It's as if they're in the living room with you. So you've gotta check this out. It's for simultaneous television entertainment watching the next evolution in entertainment. Check it out at oncepodcast.com slash S I M U L T V. This is what solves the problem for when you wanna call up your friends during the commercial breaks and say, Did you see that? Did you see that? And they're like, Yes, I know. I can't you believe <laughs> it. Well now you don't have to keep picking up the phone, hang up, picking up, hang up, pick up, hang up Now you can just see each other's expressions on the screen while you're watching the same thing together. You can see the jaws drop. You can see each other cheer when certain things happen. You can cheer for your sports teams together or smack talk each other during your opposing sports teams against each other. It's so much fun and it's an awesome technology that it works just with a browser you don't have to install special stuff on your computers or apps or anything like that it works on a device with a browser and it works from anywhere where in the world simul tv <laughs> lets you connect with other people over entertainment so please check it out at oncepodcast.com slash simul tv that's oncepodcast.com slash simul tv and thank you so much simul tv for your sh- support we really appreciate it
2: Don't you see, with Simul TV, you can have everything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So, this episode has this scene then, after the car chase, which... All of the other Once Upon a Time podcasters also loved this car chase. I mean, we were all like, wow, that was a great car chase. <laughs> I wonder how the people of Steveston liked it. <laughs> oh
2: yeah. ah! Don't run
0: into this my This is job. so crazy. <laughs> well, often they speed up action scenes so that they can film them at slower speeds to be safer. True. And just speed it up a little bit.
2: Mm. True. Some of them did not look like that it happened, though. So. But they have nice big streets I'm sure yeah. everybody Did you safe. see the
1: the back wheels on that vehicle just bouncing cuz they like, were no. going <laughs> <served> so fast <laughs> That's pretty cool. I felt
2: so creeped out on his behalf. Me
1: too. Like
2: <gasps> I was putting myself in his place. Like it
1: was scary. I was feeling yeah. scared for him. It was
2: like once upon a time Run it was away. a little bit of a horror <laughs> film or something <laughs> for a second.
1: Yeah, and Regina was just in the front seat as calm as could be. And I
2: was smiling like
1: I'm mm. going to get you. Pretty nice. <laughs> so, <I laughs> Did you notice
2: you,
0: my pretty, when there was an oncoming car, he yelled to them, look out? Yeah. Uh, it's like he's still being nice. Yeah. And recognizing you guys are crazy, but I don't want you to die. Because that's what good people do. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and yeah. Kurt was Ooh, a good Bird, person. I'm sorry,
0: Mary Margaret. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt was a father who very much loved his son and the more i saw this particular scene i'm going to play this clip because i want you guys to cry with me the more (laughs) i see this scene and hear his words just make me choke up a little bit there's a reason i gave you that because as long as you have it i'll always be with you you can do this so do it
1: run go go run You're crying. (laughs) (laughs) These guys cry more than I do.
0: (laughs) That's because it's so magical.
1: Just kidding. Oh, gosh. They cry more (laughs) over once upon a time than I do. I'll say that.
0: (laughs) But uh, such emotions there and telling his son to run, which he doesn't completely run. He stops. That's when Regina then talks to him. I know he totally did not
2: get away.
1: Yeah, I was, Regina I let was him go. She <laughs> was, was like, Why'd you stop? She's getting closer. Watch out.
0: <laughs> but I, I like how it turned out. And Owen said to Regina, when Regina was like, We could live together, we can, you know, ha- be Cree-dy. happy together. He said, Not like this.
1: Yeah, because she was making him. Mm.
0: You making know who else him. said not like this? Henry. Yeah. Well, cha. Uh, It's not a coincidence. Mm -hmm. Which is what hurt Regina so much at the well in modern storybook. When Henry said the same thing that Owen did.
2: Well, they did a lot of things. When Regina let Owen go, the way she kind of held up her hands, she was approaching Henry the same way in Mm -hmm. the scene at the well. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the reverse or the mirror.
1: So are we talking about present day storybook yet? Not yet.
3: (laughs) (laughs) um... (laughs)
0: I'm so ready. So we, we find out from it. I mean, Owen runs away and he says, uh, I will find you. I will always find you. No, he <laughs> says, <said,
1: laughs> I'll find you, Dad!
0: I know, the little fist.
1: Well, he had it. He had the lanyard in his hand. Did you oh, notice? Oh,
0: okay. No, I didn't.
4: We'll find you.
0: Yeah. The little brown one that his dad gave him. So, 28 years... Well, 29 years later is when he comes to Storybrooke. What happened between this and that? Obviously, he, he got went older. In, yeah, he went into some kind of foster care. Got a lot or older. Something, you know, age, uh, legal age, not able to leave home, and all of that kind he of stuff. He
1: lost a lot of his hair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he went to uh, an
2: island.
3: And okay, met no, this you guy know, ridiculous. who
2: got drunk and said, you know, I used to be made entirely of wood.
0: <laughs> hey, actually, you know what? You do bring up, I think that could be a legitimate point. It, <laughs> it seems so far what we know about Greg is that he likes exploring. Mm. Yeah. Maybe he's been searching for Storybrooke because uh, Emma oh, sure. had said he's been up and down the eastern seaboard. And Emma had thought that just visiting different restaurants and stuff. But maybe he's been looking for Storybrooke. Who is
1: this she? Who is who is her? Her? hers? Who's her?
0: Oh, but that is the question.
1: Sounds like awful grammar. Who stuff. is her?
0: <laughs> yeah, like kids talk to their parents, which we will never do with our parents to say, her is such a good girl. No. Oh, my. And if you do that with our kids we
1: are kids that don't exist yet. well
0: you know what we do <laughs> to people who say that kind of stuff to our kids Bad, Bad <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing and scary so a big theory out there and i i don't agree with this but i want to give okay. it the attention because a lot of people have this theory is that her is tamara or tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah. Thank you. Whoa. From uh, Neil's fiance, that would
1: be such a coincidence. And that
0: seems a little weird.
1: It's almost as big a coincidence as Emma meeting Neil and it's, having a baby with him.
2: It's possible. I just can't figure out exactly how. I think at some point, whoever her is, <laughs> may or well, we blah blah. I'm all over the place here. I was going to say she may not be a romantic connection except the way they were talking maybe
0: i think so because of the way they were talking the sweetheart and that she was so concerned about him. but
2: maybe see i mean he was going on about Storybrooke to people who didn't believe him where is a child like that going to go if he doesn't let it go he's going to end up in therapy Mm -hmm. kind of like henry
1: what if he ended up in the same place that that Pinocchio and Emma ended up in. Wouldn't that be crazy? Because <laughs>
3: like, well, they
1: were closed. He went to his yeah. foster. Oh his goodness. uncle, though. Maybe. His uncle. We don't know
2: that for sure. Yeah.
0: He was supposed to.
1: What if he met Pinocchio as a kid well, and Emma as a kid?
0: That's what Jeremy was saying. Well, not well, Emma, but Pinocchio. Yes mm-hmm. or no, maybe but maybe, maybe he met
2: somebody else along the way. <sighs> maybe not right away. I'm, j- I'm sort of wondering if at some point this all depends my theory all depends on what happens when someone does cross that town line
3: mm-hmm.
2: maybe or depending on why it took regina so long to end up with henry and were there failed attempts did somebody else somehow come to storybrook at some point and was that someone else possibly a girl and was that someone affected by regina in some way mm-hmm got out of storybrook and they would have similar stories and maybe they could find each other through the internet or through <laughs> Twitter. therapy yeah. or on something Twitter and linkedin so there's somebody who believes him about mm. this and maybe they're looking for storybrook all the time and he of course he'd say here's my reason for staying here look it's yeah. proof of what we've been talking about all mm. this
0: yeah. time i kept I'll pass one of my previous theories on to another person. Now, <laughs> I, I've i theorized this about Neil, about Greg, and now maybe about the her is, because I don't think Tamara is anyone uh, special, but maybe the her is, along with your theory, I, I want to see someone outside of Storybrooke, not affected by the curse, not a fairy tale character, discover Storybrooke, be obsessed with the magic and want it for power, and be amazed by this new power and and have agreed for it and then be willing to kill in a sense kill for it like an mm-hmm. enemy from outside of storybook who has no history with any of the characters wanting just the power that they have you know what you're reminding right?
1: me of what? right now you're reminding me of Frankenstein and how Rumpelstiltskin Stiltskin said in your in your realm witchcraft is feeble Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. so it could totally it could totally happen that way like you said Now going back to her Mm -hmm. i'm wondering on his phone if we saw you know her as in all capital letters h-e-r like if it if it's initials and not and not her simply her
0: that's a great question because a lot of people have suggested maybe their initials but they aren't all capitalized yeah (gasps) which surprised me actually because some people just do that they type in all caps but um no it was capital h lowercase er okay Mm -hmm. oh well (laughs) so it's someone he met in the next 29 years from the beginning of storybook yep and I, I like your theory, Jeremy. I I don't think she's Tamara. I'm not willing to take a coffee challenge okay. over this. I'm already concerned. And to remind anyone, because we haven't brought this up in a couple episodes, the thing is, I've been so against the idea that Neil was even in Neverland, let alone Peter Pan, that if Neil ends up having, to, if Neil is Peter Pan or was Peter Pan then I will drink coffee with just sugar. And I hate coffee. Absolutely hate Wait a
2: minute. It. Where did the sugar part come from in the Peter Pan?
0: That that was always the thing. I said, yeah, I'll drink coffee, but I'm allowed to have sugar in it. Okay. if he If he was in Neverland...
1: You really want him to suffer, don't you?
0: I want him to learn. <laughs> if Neil was in Neverland, like a lost boy, then I still have to drink coffee, but then I'm allowed to at least have creamer in it, I mean, to have sugar and. What creamer. if he's
1: a pirate? Creamer still pirate, apply?
0: Just a pirate, or just, what Neverland? if he's just a pirate? Neverland, a Neverland pirate. pirate, Neverland pilot. Yeah. Then I drink less coffee.
1: No. No, I think it should be the creamer thing.
0: Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Just creamer. But the so reason. he was
1: Peter Pan, it's coffee with sugar. <laughs> and if he's anybody else that is in that was ever in Neverland, yeah. Then you get creamer in your coffee with well, sugar. And
0: the reason for that is because I've been so negative against the. Bay went to neverland theory that if i'm wrong which i'm willing to admit i could be if i end up being wrong i think
1: it's obvious i want to make it
0: up to you guys by suffering
1: he knows hug
0: and i'll do it live on the podcast
1: and he knows how to drive the jolly roger Mm. drive like it's a car
0: (laughs) yeah okay let's stop talking about my future fate
2: (laughs) yeah you can't hide behind your dagger forever (laughs) yeah
0: Oh, wait, I mean, that's what Regina said to gold. It, anything else to talk about with 1983? Nope. It was a great year, by the way. No, I thought
3: that we was,
1: moved on. Yeah.
2: Because we're talking about adult. It's <laughs> a great year. Oh, wait, what's a, what can we make his combo name be? What? Greg Owen. Owen Greg. Going. Or, going. Going. <laughs> He's going. He's going places. going. All right, I like it. That's fine. <laughs> so... Uh, what does what does hiding behind your dagger mean for Gold? Does that mean that he cannot be fatally injured in Storybrooke? I think we talked about this a little bit.
0: I think so.
1: Was that discussed in this episode?
2: No, not really. But because I remember but that's what that's a phrase that Regina used.
1: Used in this episode.
2: Because, and I had actually been yeah I had she, actually been wondering why doesn't she want to kill him too? And she was basically like, "You you can't hide." Oh yeah yeah. Think, yeah. Or she didn't say you can't hide behind it forever. She just said. You can hide behind your dagger, but Mary ah, Margaret can't. Yeah, Snow can't. I'm going to kill her since I can.
3: Uh, yeah,
0: that was the beginning of the Storybrooke part of this. hmm Yeah. By the way, Cora's Present-day Storybrooke. Oh, yeah, sorry. Thank you. Uh, I'm so used to thinking <laughs> Enchanted Forest or some type of fairy tale land uh, in Storybrooke. Um, but Cora's casket said on it, Beloved Mother. And Henry Mills' casket said, Beloved Father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the so, chorus casket
2: also said cora mills yeah which i thought was odd
0: well henry mills said that too and henry was henry mm. senior was never in Storybrooke. yeah but that but was like
2: the pretense is over so why give her a last name that she yeah. didn't have yeah oh well true besides i don't think she'd like being associated with miller's daughter <laughs>
1: yeah but mills was his last name as prince right no
0: no they didn't, Fairytale Land characters do not have last names as far as we know.
1: Oh, I see. I think
0: Cora would look at it and be like,
2: Mills.
1: Why? <laughs> Take that off of there right now. That's <laughs> like she, too close to Miller. She'd
2: knock the casket over and be like, I didn't like what that stupid casket said about my <laughs>
1: name. I'm not a Miller anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we also earn, learned that Emma eats Fruit Loops.
1: Oh? Mm-hmm. Was she eating Fruit Loops? In she this was. Episode?
2: Henry was eating something possibly more healthy, but Emma was eating Fruit Loops.
1: <laughs> I wonder if they're sponsored by <laughs> Fruit Loops.
2: <laughs> no, but now they should be.
1: <laughs> I really liked that Gold was, was giving Regina good advice now. He was saying, True. Time to cut your losses mm-hmm. and just get on with your life because your evil mom is dead now. Right. So you, <laughs> you need to get with it.
0: You can't have everything. Yeah. He said. Yep. And. He, their conversation there in Regina's vault points out that she's got this gaping hole in her heart, exactly like Maleficent had said in the episode, The Thing You Love Most. Mm-hmm. She said, this curse will leave a hole in your heart that can never be filled.
1: I wonder if she'll be satisfied with Henry if she ever gets him. Is she going to be satisfied with him?
0: I don't know. If, if she gets him.
3: What which that's she, a bigger didn't theory there. It
1: doesn't seem like she, you remember when she had him? in you know storybook's cursed state mm-hmm. she had him and she still wanted graham yeah so she 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 wasn't happy back then
2: well she's really starting to get to what she actually wants which is everything yeah. she's finally saying it and realizing that's what she's doing do
1: you think what she's going after is exactly what cora went after or do you think it's different
2: it's different because even gold said that cora learned this lesson before that you can't have everything so she
0: chose power over and that's why cora ripped out her heart
1: yeah but is regina choosing is she choosing power or is she choosing love she's everything
0: choosing everything. She she's did, choosing
1: everything she's just choosing everything i'm gonna drop my mom i'm gonna choose power and love well yeah <laughs> take at, that at the end
0: of the <laughs> <pretty> episode <much. laughs> at the end of the episode in modern storybook she said to emma or to mary margaret she said i can have everything and she even the way she said it was uh, like tears of
1: yeah. joy or evil tears quite, of yeah, joy. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, I can't have <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you trying to imitate her? is um. kind of amazing. <laughs> I'm not
1: enjoying that Emma is still lying to Henry, mm-hmm. but it's good that she.
2: At least they're working through it a little bit more maturely. Yeah, She admits it and backs down, and Henry doesn't go flying out the door. Well, at least not immediately.
1: At first, I was thinking, maybe Henry's got Emma's superpower of (laughs) knowing when someone's not telling. But but David was being so obvious about it. (laughs) They're
2: looking at each other like, oh, my goodness, we're not telling him something.
0: (laughs) and, And Mary Margaret during this whole thing is like in a state of depression she right?
2: is it's so awkward because she doesn't have a room to shut herself in so she's just kind of being emo over there on her bed <laughs> yeah, the whole day yeah
0: but henry said his, henry, from what henry <laughs> said he f- seems to think that snow white would never hurt anyone yeah, he said she's that pure. She, she's, she's snow white she wouldn't hurt anybody but
1: that's the story he knows does, <laughs> does, yeah, does all henry going, know <gasps> daggers <laughs> does
0: henry know everything else that snow white has done
1: doesn't sound like it the
0: the battle she's fought the no, people this we is, assume she's killed yeah is but odd. she's
1: she's always had great values she's yeah. always been she's always been good
0: it, it's been in war yeah not outright murder and correct yeah. me if i'm wrong but i believe
2: it was in the official podcast that they said she's killed ogres and she's knocked people out
0: well, we saw her kill an ogre, yeah.
2: Yeah, but we've apparently she did and I what thought she had differently. To do.
0: Apparently she's not killed people. That we've actually seen no, she hasn't.
2: Which you know, it is battle. I maybe there's a difference with the nature of Snow White. I kind of take issue with this whole not killing anyone thing. Mm-hmm. It is war sometimes. Yeah. This was different for various reasons, but other times and other ways it is war so uh, i don't know and you know and that even gets maybe i'll get into it more or just get it off my chest now but henry objecting to the idea of needing to kill regina now he's got yeah. a lot of emotional attachment obviously
1: he still calls her mom
2: but if she is bent on murder and cursing him and everything how can he not see that she needs to be stopped and if there's no other way
1: because he's been she's been his mom for 28 years yeah. 10 years Ten years. Got it.
2: (laughs) You know, since when do the good guys never kill? Mm -hmm. I mean, the fairy tales are full of the bad guy dying in the end, sometimes by the hand of one of the good guys.
0: Although, well, look on the flip side of this. Mr. Gold was saying that um, wars have costs, even referring to the possibility of the danger to Henry's life. Mr. Gold seemed to just say, well, wars have costs. Do you think that he's still upset about the undoing thing and thinks that Henry will still yet be his undoing? Has that not happened yet?
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: Because I, I kind of think that the undoing thing was what we saw the last couple episodes.
1: Could be, or they could pull that out of their pocket later.
2: Yeah, I think they might... I. I think I know what you mean. It was the way, the way when he said war has cost, and he looked right at Henry, kind right. of like, like he's been doing, like, maybe I'm not going to kill you, but if you get taken away or you die or something, you know, that solves my problem. Yeah.
1: Listening to that and thinking about how Mr. Gold or Rebel Stiltskin, like, his relationship with Henry is not so good because he's like, he's got it in for Henry because of that. Um, prediction Mm -hmm. by the seer well not a prediction she saw the the future but anyway last episode she he was all like henry would hate to know what you've done to his grandpa
4: (laughs) he was totally
1: playing the grandpa (laughs) card and he doesn't have that great of a relationship with henry Mm -hmm. like he just he gives henry the evil eye
0: (laughs) yeah i'd have to see what comes after this to really know where is he now on this yeah is he still expecting the undoing? Is that something yet to come? The whole I want to kill Henry thing? Or is that now past and he's realized I ended up okay? Because he was temporarily undone, I would say. He was temporarily he was dying.
3: undone.
2: Yeah, but it wasn't even really Henry.
0: I don't know. Well, Henry kind of contributed. It could be
2: interpreted that way. They may. I think they might mm-hmm. surprise us with it again later.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, just before this, so Mr. Gold came to the apartment twice Uh, he came first to just warn them and that's when david said no you gotta help us and so which i thought was a little funny (laughs) yeah because of the debt which he does actually owe
2: I think it was the way David was asking that I thought was mm. slightly unheroic. <laughs> like, no, you gotta figure this out. Like, you have well, always yeah. figured everything out and won before well, he, to some degree. So he
1: knew that he didn't have magic.
2: Right. Well, mm. he never did.
1: Never did. Yeah, exactly. But he knew that if he wanted to protect snow, he needed somebody powerful to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and we saw that. He, Mr. Gold, was the only person that later Regina would not be able to get past. Exactly. But uh, between these couple visits, when David and Mr. Gold went down to Regina's vault, they were digging around and they discovered the thing about the curse of the empty hearted <laughs> included Chimera Blood and Viper's Eye. And uh, I got a screenshot of the curse. And uh, using Photoshop and stuff, I pieced it together because we saw one half of it, then the other half as the mm-hmm. camera scrolled past. So I pieced this together so now you can look and try to read the actual curse. I'm terrible at reading cursive. <laughs> the curse uh, is written in cursive. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm terrible at reading cursive. you have to let me see it
1: because I can read cursive.
0: So we'll have this in the show notes, though, at um. oncepodcast.com slash 90 if you want to check that out.
2: Don't you think Regina might have put some kind of a barrier spell <laughs> on that stupid vault? Everybody knows about it. Everybody yeah. goes in there. It doesn't seem very
0: safe. It's it's not a secret anymore. That's for sure. Of stuff right. isn't even in the hidden room. It's just like out Everywhere. there and it's in a th- room. it's
1: thrown around now.
0: <laughs> well, she brought a lot of stuff with her. Yeah, her she things. Did. Her things. She packed very heavy.
1: She packed her heart right next to her her socks and underwear <laughs> i still can't get over that it's like i'll just pack my heart with me i might need that
0: so this curse of the empty-hearted makes someone think they love you mm-hmm. enough that someone as gold described it someone as desperate as regina might actually believe that that person loved them yeah but it's not actual love it is back to that whole forcing someone to obey kind of thing forcing someone to love it's not actual
3: mm-hmm.
2: and regina just admitted it, it was mm-hmm. like
1: you'll you'll
2: like it you just don't know yet we'll be happy
1: what was she looking for you remember when she was like where is it
2: yeah i couldn't tell if she was looking for the locket and f- except she found, found that and she kept way. looking i yeah. don't know why she thought she should start ripping dresses exactly. but
1: was yes. she looking
0: for that
2: curse, or was she just...
1: I don't think she... Do you think she knew what she was looking for?
0: Maybe just looking for something, a weapon. Yeah, but she weapon said, or... where
1: is it? Hmm. So it was a particular yeah. thing she was looking for. By the way, whose picture was in the other frame? It was her and Cora. Opposite Cora's picture. Because I looked at yeah, it, and Reg- I didn't think it Reg- looked Regina. like Regina.
0: Just a different hairstyle. Evil and queen. to make it look like young Reg- Regina. Oh, Okay.
1: Yeah. Maybe we can have a screenshot of that. Mm, sure. That'd be nice.
0: So, when when then Regina comes to the apartment, remember <laughs> how they got that wooden lock in the first place?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: August installed that big lock.
1: To keep the skeleton keys from getting yeah, in. So oh, yeah, so Regina
0: couldn't get in. And then we see how effortlessly Whoosh. she just <laughs> well, unlocks she's it.
3: She's got she magic have. now. Yeah.
1: yeah,
2: she couldn't have before. But, yeah. And she doesn't even try. Just, <laughs> just flick Gold's of the wrist. Just, well, oh. beyond that, though, Gold's just there, oh. and she's just like, huh, well, he can't be your guard dog forever, but he definitely is right now, so I'm going to
3: leave. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm just going to put this glove back on. <laughs> uh, yep, I'm going to leave. I'm not even going to fight, because mm-hmm. yeah. it's not worth it, and I'm going to die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's amusing that Henry shares his dad's same opinion on magic, because... Yeah. Cause Balfire was like, let's go to a land without magic. Magic is the problem. Magic is trouble. Magic is what's ruining everyone. Oh,
3: yeah. And
1: Henry is saying the same things in this episode. Mm. So he's very huh. much like his dad. He's your son! <laughs> 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 and then he even
0: escapes.
1: He, he yeah.
0: So easily picked up the bribe
1: uh-huh. and never
0: ate it, though.
1: Yeah, he yeah. did. Hey, I want ABC, it. Let's go.
0: Send that to us.
1: <laughs> Actually, it's all melty now.
0: Seriously, point of seriousness here. If anyone from the cast or crew, which I know they listen to this podcast, but if anyone from the cast or crew can send us some cool stuff or send us like multiple copies of cool stuff that then we can give away. <laughs> but like <laughs> send us multiple copies of cool stuff.
2: That is your that is our request to you. But, wow. Like,
0: <laughs> once upon a time related things, like something that has storybook <laughs> oh. on it or yes. your signature You're not on a photo. This so- We
1: could sell it, right?
0: No, giveaway like (laughs) a little contest, or just for us to add to the wall, but
1: swag wall. wall. But
0: uh, if anyone wants to send anything to us, especially uh, (laughs) cast or crew, if you want to send us some cool stuff or notes, then then please uh, mail it to Once Podcast at PO Box seven three nine Burlington Kentucky four one zero zero five, and we'd love it if you do that.
1: I would love to get something from Grumpy. That says, hello, puppet. I would love it. I would love it.
0: Yeah. So anyway, back to the episode.
2: Henry runs through the woods (laughs) and he bumps into Greg. And for somebody who's so constantly saying, you lied, you lied. He's just like, blah, 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 blah. I'm lying right now. Yep, I'm lying. He's (laughs) really good at it. I'm a boy scout. Well, I don't know if I'd say he's good at it, but he was really fast with it.
1: Yeah, he was. It was Mm -hmm. effortless almost.
2: They they had this moment and they're kind of like definitely neither of us are having Regina problems for our whole lives and we're both in the woods and not telling each other what's going on so we're just gonna go
3: on Mm -hmm.
0: so well Owen took a picture of Henry's backpack so he could get the phone number him Owen well I mean Greg
1: yeah (laughs) yeah which was very subtle do you think Henry picked up on that do you think he saw it no. I mean, but, they heard, I heard the shutter sound. It was pretty, wow. <laughs> oh, that was
0: for our benefit. <laughs> uh, but the, the picture was to get the phone number, which he called. And remember the conversation? He said, is this Henry's mother? Uh-huh. He didn't know who he was calling.
1: You don't think so? I don't think because so. Because he was talking to Regina. I don't
0: think And they think, have oh. history
1: together. Well,
0: see, okay, so here's, <laughs> here's creepy, my thought. isn't it? It's been 29 <laughs> talking years. talking to the
1: woman who took his dad.
0: It's been 29 years since he saw Regina. Yeah, he was but she a kid. looks the same. Yeah. But he hasn't seen her yet.
1: But he's been following has he her. Not? He's been fa- Yes, he has. When? Whenever oh, whenever she she whenever from Regina. The back. Oh. Yeah. In the hospital. Whenever Regina was going through Belle's bag.
0: Oh. oh. He saw Regina from the back, at least. I, or he I, might have seen Regina's I'm face. I'm wanting
1: to think he would recognize her because she looks exactly the same.
0: But still, when he called, he didn't know necessarily who he was calling he just knew he was calling the number that was on henry's bag
1: i don't think that's enough to tell us that he didn't know her. well
0: and he asked is this henry's mom and there was no look of recognition (sighs) but i think also from that then he saw henry's address and maybe he recognized regina's voice and then thought i want to here's her address i'm gonna go check this out and that's why he ended up at the house to record what regina did with the heart later yeah
2: that could be um, i mean clearly he would remember the house i would think that would be something he would remember well
1: everything looks bigger as a kid yeah. but I know not, it's been 29 not recogn- years not unrecognizable it was a
2: pretty formative time in his life yeah.
1: mm-hmm. i mean yeah i'm sure he would have recognized it because you know when i go back to, to houses that i lived in when i was a kid yeah everything looks a lot smaller but i know what it looks like
2: well and if henry's name was on the bag though henry mills isn't, I mean, he, I, Me. do, I just have a feeling that he would remember her name. He wasn't that True. young. So, he was about 10,
1: wasn't he? Or 9? I think. Maybe 8?
2: Somewhere around there. I'm having trouble reading him, too, as to what times he's being up to something and he's, what times he's just being genuine. Why and it it does depend on whether he knew who he was calling or not, because if he did know, like I thought he did, I couldn't figure out why he would do that. Knowing this town, why would he call a parent on this child if he, you know, knowing what his history is? Maybe he should just let a kid who's running
0: run. I, I think he was just concerned.
1: I think he was, too. Maybe,
0: but that's so odd.
1: The second time that I've watched this, I can see why he would do that, because yeah. Henry is a kid. And he's running through the forest with a backpack alone. Kids aren't supposed to be alone. Kids aren't supposed to be that far away from people alone.
3: Yeah. You know, so
1: it just doesn't look right. So any adult, any good adult would try and contact somebody. Yeah,
0: And he, to his knowledge, he's contacting the mother yeah. who the kid should be with that, right. from his perspective.
2: Probably, Maybe. I guess I'm just thinking he's a kid who once ran through those woods for his life, Mm. and so maybe he would be less prone to think that this town is safe and something he should return a child to. But, you know, either way, I couldn't figure out if he was maybe trying to draw Regina there so he could record maybe that whole thing Mm. with the fireball, or if he was trying to get her away from somewhere so he could go... Mm. No. get something and look at something. But I, if he I didn't even know who
0: he was calling, that's a little different. Oh, also, Regina didn't know that he was in town. Well, of the, course. The way that she responded seemed, to oh, l- see. seemed like, she was like, who is this? It right. seemed like she didn't even know he was in town.
2: It's easy to forget having seen so much old-timey story, Brooke, that she's not currently the mayor, and mm. she's not in power, and she's not really in the loop.
1: Yeah.
2: It was handled without her.
0: So yes. at the well... They don't have to run things by her. <laughs>
1: That's right. She doesn't have yeah. eyes everywhere anymore.
0: At the well, Henry is about to try and blow up the well to, to destroy magic. And <laughs> after, by the way, running through
2: the woods with dynamite in his backpack, which was a little bit <laughs> lost scary. As, well,
0: all <laughs> well, that Ernst wasn't anywhere around. Well, actually, he was <laughs> everywhere around here. A little bit of him over there, and some over there. So,
3: thankfully, oh, this was hush.
0: stable got dynamite (laughs) not like unstable
3: it wasn't
1: sweaty dynamite yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) got some on you one of my favorite lines from lost that and time traveling bunnies my two favorite lines gosh but (laughs) you came up with time traveling bunnies (laughs) no that was mentioned in loss that line was i remember anyway this oh, okay. is a once upon a time podcast <laughs> With an so to loss. still we raised this question in our, our initial reactions and most of the email responses we got just kind of repeated this question can magic be destroyed what would have happened if henry had blown up the dynamite in I the well know. well it's just a well <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I don't know.
0: Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. I don't think so.
1: Was Regina lying when she said, well, it's only going to kill you. <laughs> and I can't destroy magic.
2: Maybe. this but the, she, the whole magic debate has a feel of another debate, which I think is kind of funny. But, <laughs> but um, it comes down to what Emma said. It's not
0: magic that's the problem. It's her. Although Henry pointed out it's what magic does to people. So
3: good
1: people right? and bad people. Yeah.
0: Because like Henry was pointing out, look at you guys how magic has affected you and it's affected Regina. So there are two ways to look at this, but I I I would agree with you Jeremy that it's not magic itself. That Just getting rid of magic doesn't solve the problem because you still have good people and bad people. It's Mm -hmm. good people and bad people and how they use magic. That's the problem.
1: Because they use it differently, Mm -hmm. of course.
2: My biggest problem, one of my few problems with this episode was them walking up and Emma shouting, get away from my son. Like, yes, Emma, that is the perfect way to calm Regina down (laughs) and get her to be compliant, is to call Henry... Your son. Mm-hmm. Good job.
1: I only have two questions after this episode. Yeah. What will happen now that Regina doesn't want to kill Snow? Because well, that's kind well, of been her, you know, life's ambition. Let's talk kill about that, though. Snow White.
0: Um, before you go to your second question, let's talk about that scene, because that's the one other scene left to discuss. Yeah.
1: We, th- She's just going first- to let her kill herself.
0: Yeah at first when when Mary nice. Margaret went to Regina's I thought oh this is brave of Mary Margaret she's saying basically don't hurt anyone else just take my own life I'm sacrificing <laughs> myself but now after rewatching it a couple times I realized no this is, this is a selfish act yeah really. she's
1: trying to end her misery because mm-hmm. it's she's miserable
0: she's she's basically suicidal she's depressed and she figures I should just die has so. prince charming
1: kissed her since she had this <laughs> spot develop on her heart
0: no no
1: <laughs> maybe she should That's just awesome. get over it and kiss prince charming <laughs> um
2: regina could you check my heart again because <laughs> i think it might be spot free i want to see regina's
1: <laughs> heart I just want to. I want <laughs> well, to see your heart. Yeah,
0: so we've never seen the black heart kind well, of thing. Well,
1: Cora's heart should have been black. Yeah. But it wasn't.
0: Here's my thought on that. It's a difference of how the darkness got in there. Hmm. For Snow, uh, taking this the once upon a time approach, um, Snow had a good heart, and she gave in to something else. She... Remember back in the episode Heart of Darkness, Rumpelstiltskin warned Prince Charming that if Snow kills the queen, that Snow would become as evil as the person she seeks to kill. Uh. Now Snow has killed Cora, and so it's a different kind of circumstance. It's she, as a good-hearted person, took revenge. Now her heart is becoming dark, as dark as the person she killed It's a different method of her heart being darkened than Regina or Cora, even though Regina spoke as if Regina knew what it was like to have a darkened heart. So I'm just thinking that because it's a different way of getting about it, that's why we see a dark spot in her heart versus Regina or or Cora's heart. We've never seen Regina's heart, but
2: maybe,
1: maybe we will
0: maybe
2: we will (laughs) maybe hook will take it out
1: Well, he doesn't have an enchanted hook anymore which by the way
2: uh that was one thing i really liked about this episode is that we got back to
1: a storybook well
2: more of a core set of the characters we've known where that really have a very strong dynamic
1: Hmm. yeah
0: Primarily, well, all of them really, but and they're they're challenging that dynamic now, the thing of snow being good hearted and you know the the wonderful snow white that's the heart of the story, and once upon a time is all about hope, mm-hmm. primarily that's their main theme they're pushing with the hope. whole series
1: injustice
0: and
2: maybe that's part of what I love is that all the characters are much more them than they've been. But with all this progress intact, they didn't just make Regina go back to being her evil self. Mm. They didn't just make Rumple go back to being evil. And he's not really—I mean, they're all them, but more so now. They're just so much more developed now than they were. Yeah. You know
1: what? I just thought of another question. What is Rumple Stiltskin gonna be like now that he has obtained what he set out to get, basically? Because he did everything up until now to get to this point where he's reunited with his son he, somewhat reunited well i mean he's he's got bay's um forgiveness like they're reunited they don't have the best relationship, but they're he's forgiven mm- mm-hmm. So I wonder what his story is going to yeah. gonna be like now. I think
2: he should probably visit the hospital.
1: Do you think he's changed forever? <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, so turns out I didn't die. Look
1: at that. So you want to go on a date? Get <laughs> no, away from
2: me! <laughs> Where's the teacup?
1: I thought you were dead! <laughs> Leave it alone!
0: <laughs> hey, real quick, I, before we come to some of our closing thoughts, I want to thank Sheriff Graham, Inzi, Malcor, Tappenbird, and Dina81 for donating to support this episode of One's Podcast. We really appreciate your support. You guys have been the core of what's helped us keep the podcast alive because we've had to upgrade the server several times uh, over the a year and a half that we've been doing the podcast, and we really appreciate your support. You guys are the core of what makes this podcast possible, your feedback and your donations. We really appreciate it. So thank you, Sheriff Graham and Z, Malcor, Tappenbird, and Dina81 for your support. And if anyone else would like to sponsor an episode of Once Podcast, you can do so by going to com slash sponsor. So, uh, Jenny, now you mentioned one of your Mm-hmm. Last two questions. What's the other one?
1: Where is Kurt? Where's yeah. Kurt? Where is he? Where is he? Where's Kurt?
0: I'm thinking the basement.
1: I think that's a very likely place. It's a very inhumane thing to do with a very innocent mm-hmm. man. Right, we've seen. Who wasn't involved at all in this yeah. whole curse thing, except he just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time with his son. Poor guy. mm I want to think he's still alive and I think mm-hmm. I'm wanting to think that he's still the same age.
0: That'd <sighs> poor, be kind of weird. Poor
1: man. Poor
0: because man. like here's Rumple the same age as when he lost Bay, but mm-hmm. Bay has grown up. Yeah. And now it would be the flip situation for Owen or Greg. Well,
1: Snow White, Prince Charming and Emma, they're all pretty much the same age. Yeah, that's
0: that's true. Yeah.
1: So, for it them. wouldn't be like the first or a second time that's happened here mm-hmm. in Storybrooke.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, so, it is a little bit though the opposite of the rumple and bay thing is this time the son has aged, but maybe the father hasn't. Maybe. Or maybe he has. I that's
1: I just feel so bad for him because he had absolutely nothing to do with yeah. anything. I
0: He's can see just, it really going either way that he is or isn't aged. I think he is still alive.
1: Why what, what's she keeping him around for? Like why just did she kidnap him? Why? Punishment. Punishment for what? For,
0: for um, rebellion? For well,
1: she kept him for his son. That's yeah. what he. That's what she wanted. So when she lost that, why didn't she let him go? Or maybe she did. Okay,
0: remember this, and I'm not gonna. I'm not saying or implying this is the same thing that he's. She's doing with him, but remember when Graham didn't actually bring back Snow White's heart? She didn't just punish Graham. She made Graham a prisoner. Yeah. I'm not saying that she's using Kurt the same way, but she got angry at Kurt and she punished him by making did him she a get prisoner angry at him angry that yeah he he ran away at first it didn't
2: seem like it, but the way she was grinning while they were chasing, I'd have to wonder, look also at what she did to Hansel and
0: Gretel and their father. Oh,
1: yeah. they rejected her i can't her. have you so i'll just torment you no, for I'll the rest of your you. life
0: yeah oh and in our chat room rick rack pointed out that well he knew the heart thing he could expose her oh. he could bring he as an adult could bring trouble to storybrook could he though he knows how to get there does he, he? knows it exists what it, happens
2: when they try to drive there though well yeah we don't know that because no one apparently, supposedly, had ever come to Storybrooke, so,
1: and it was just a stretch of road. It depends as far on as what I could see.
2: Yeah, what keeps people from driving down the road? Do they just decide, eh, I'm going to turn around, or and then if they know Storybrooke is there, they can drive there, or do they just drive and drive and drive and never find it? Mm. Which, by the way, I sort of think Greg, I mean Goen, <laughs> has been doing.
1: Driving down I, the road. Yeah,
2: every once in a while at least, just drive. Just look for the place. Yeah. Because he can saw the there. rock.
1: He knows exactly where to look.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it would haunt you. And I think you would keep mm-hmm. trying yeah. to find the town, trying to get through. Yeah. And then this one day, things had changed. I
1: really like that uh, Greg is not just some random guy. Well, I like he that he's somehow connected to Storybrook. Yeah. I like that, how that's developing. I love that.
0: Which makes me now. Think that maybe he won't have any part in helping to grow the beans mm. um, because maybe. he's in Storybook for a different purpose, mm-hmm. that is that is to Reserve get
1: his dad. Dead.
2: Unless, uh, yeah. Have
1: um, you ever read a, a Wrinkle in Time? No. It's got something in it called a tesseract, and it's kind of, kind of like that road I would think, where they're they're driving from. Like, okay, the the road. If it if it goes this way, it would be cool. Like similarities like the road is actually on either side of storybrook but since people can't get to storybrook they're just driving down the road and somehow they pass mm-hmm. through storybrook but not really mm, right you'll just have to read the book that'd be cool <laughs> that'd be yeah. cool if it were somehow connected or mm-hmm. s- not connected but you know just if it ends up being like that yeah. when we find out
2: so, uh, why is he collecting all the footage anyway? Like what's the point of that? Maybe building he up try a case. prove it to.
0: Y- well, yeah. Well, we know that he sent that video of Regina pulling the stuff out of Belle's purse with magic. He mm-hmm. sent that to her. Yeah.
2: And now he can send a video of Regina pulling the stuff out of snow <laughs> and putting it back to somebody, which by the way, does his phone have really good zoom or what? Because he was pretty far away. <laughs> yeah. He's got the iPhone 7. (laughs) Actually, it kind of made me laugh. That scene was so well done. The cinematography, the acting, even the the overlapping of Snow and Regina sort of talking at the same time and crying for different reasons. It was all so well done. You get done with all this and suddenly he's back there filming it on his phone and I'm going, (laughs) I'm trying to imagine what this scene looks like. Just from one vantage point far away yeah. on a camera phone. It's not as
1: intense. <laughs> Digital zoom. <laughs> so it probably looks ridiculous from far away. <laughs> I'm like, why are they crying? And what, why, what? What? What's happening? What is it?
2: Oh, that's intense. She just it looks like she ripped out her heart. What is... And she put it back. Okay. Wow. I'm going to just tweet this. Yeah. Um, and I, and I'm going to
1: get back in my car and I'm going to drive away. <laughs>
2: I'll find you, dad. It's kind of, I'm driving around in circles. Find you. And I'm taking video if because... He, if he didn't recognize
1: Regina before then, he definitely recognized her then, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: One thing about him is Kurt didn't have any time to tell him what he saw. Mm-hmm. So a lot more of this even is new to Greg... To in To in <laughs> than it was to Kurt. The heart thing was not something he witnessed.
1: Yeah. So he's seeing magic all for the first time.
0: Yeah. So we've got, we've had some great conversation here, but the conversation for you guys, our listeners doesn't have to stop. Even though we're finished now talking about this episode, welcome to Storybrooke in the podcast, go over to the comments for this episode of our podcast, onespodcast.com slash 90, and you can respond to anything we brought up in the podcast or any of these points Or especially go to our forums. It's free to join and participate in the forums at oncepodcast.com slash forums. And you can start a conversation there, jump in on some other conversations going on, add your input and discussion. There's several tens of thousands of posts there. So don't try and read them all. I, I really don't recommend that you try that. Because, uh, you know, if you if you stay in the forums for more than so many hours, then you, know, you might need to see a doctor. <laughs> but uh, go over there to the forums. You can chat in the non-spoiler sections, the spoiler sections. And speaking of spoilers, we'll also have a spoilers bit from Hunter after we end the podcast or so after the music's over. You can stick around to hear the spoilers for that. But the next episode of Once Upon a Time airs this Sunday And that's the last episode before a three-week hiatus, and then we get the final few episodes of Once Upon a Time. The finale will be on May 12th, which is Mother's Day again. And uh, during that three-week hiatus, though, on the Sunday evenings, they'll still be showing some cool stuff. They're going to do two enhanced episodes of Once Upon a Time, which makes me wonder what that's going to be like. Maybe director's commentary on it, maybe some under uh like lower third commentary or pointing out certain things and then they'll also have a behind the scenes episode for once upon a time so those three weeks we'll have some really cool content and we will do some cool things too we're working on a cast another cast interview we'll have a round table maybe one other uh, podcast with some more theories and feedback to include so this sunday when you watch the episode or any time after you just watched an episode that aired on TV, then send us your theories. Email feedback at oncepodcast.com or leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. Or you can go to oncepodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a message, an audio message right through the website or a written message as well. And you can get the links to stuff and screenshots and our show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 90 big thanks to people who left ratings and reviews for us in itunes the written reviews really encourage us and they help other people find the podcast sylvia lisa 22 from the united kingdom uh whims kid Maddie, or also known as Swanfire Oncer from Canada, and Butterfly Seeker all left written reviews for us on iTunes, and we really appreciate that. It's a great encouragement for us to see that. If anyone else would like to mark these reviews as helpful or leave a written review yourself, then please go to onespodcast.com uh, slash iTunes to jump to our podcast and iTunes and leave reviews there. You can connect with us on social networks, Facebook, um, YouTube, Tumblr, Google+, Twitter, all of that from the website oncepodcast.com and everything. I know I mentioned a lot of links, but they're all at a single site. If you forget anything I say, you can get it all from the site at oncepodcast.com. You can also follow each of us on Twitter. Follow the podcast itself on Twitter at oncepodcast and I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You can follow me on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P H L E G O N.
1: And I'm Jenny. and You can follow me at Twitter.com/slashJennySnow.
0: So get the show notes at OncePodcast.com/slash90. And remember, well, you see, we can have everything. <laughs> now get off my porch. <laughs> and thanks for listening. <laughs> ONCE Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to the sponsors for this episode of ONCE Podcast, especially to Simul TV. Check them out at onespodcast.com slash simultv. If you'd like to sponsor an episode, please go to onespodcast.com slash sponsor.
4: Hi, Oncers! Hunter Hathaway here with your Spoilers for Once podcast. Season 2, Episode 18, Selfless, Brave, and True, is written by Catalina Vasquez and Robert Hull, and is directed by Ralph Hemmacher. In present-day Storybook, Mary Margaret is trying to come to terms with what she has done and heads off on her own. While out, she comes across August, who has hidden himself away from the others ashamed of his actions. Oh, and he is completely made of wood. Neil invites his fiancée, Tamara, to come to Storybrooke. Is she a fairy tale character too? Is she the one trying to take the magic from Storybrooke? So, we flash back to August before the curse is broken. August meets a man of magic called the Dragon, who may be able to prevent him from turning back into wood, but at a steep price. And we find out that Neil and August have seen each other since that faithful night back in the episode Tallahassee. Ian Bailey is back as our favorite wooden boy, August. Now, I have some casting news to report. Casting is underway for Peter Pan, who will not appear until Season 3. They are calling the character Felix. He's the leader of a group of teenage boys. I guess it's safe to say that Neil is not Peter Pan. Also, they are looking for two more 16-year-old boys to play identical twins. Can we say Lost Boys? Raphael Sabraj, Archie, will be making a guest appearance on the mystery show Castle as Dr. Daryl Meeks. Okay, so we are told at PaleyFest that a spinoff was premature, but I came across some casting news that ABC is casting three characters for a Wonderland spinoff. Alice, a British 20-something, is young but has already had a hard life and carries some emotional scars. Though she tries to hide it, she has a generous heart. Amal, who is Middle Eastern, attractive, and soulful. Although he's optimistic, which gives him a zen dreaminess, he has an inner fire. And Nave, who is a loner and a heartbreaker. This man of action is loyal and possesses a strong moral center, despite his swagger. Looks like the pilot episode will begin shooting in April. If it's picked up, we could see season one as soon as the fall. Thanks for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at BitOfPixieDust. Until next time!